Hello and welcome to today's episode of One Page Schools. Today we'll be reviewing the Pages and Co. Tilly and the Lost Fairy Tales by Anna James. It's the second book in this series. I previously read the first book, which is called Tilly and the Book Wanderers. Um, I highly recommend that as a book. It's one of the it's the biggest reason why I chose to read this one. Um, they're very full of intertextual connections. They are metafictional. They discuss the construction of books in a way that's easily understood by children. Um, this particular uh, series of novels is published by HarperCollins, and I would say that it's a good blend of mystery and fantasy. There's enough in it to keep you guessing and there's enough fantastical elements in it so that you can suspend reality and really just run along with your imagination. And if you're a bookworm like me, and I remember as a child wishing that I could wander into a book and make friends with the characters in them, then this is really a great addition to um, your library. For this particular one, um, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of references to familiar characters. There is actually a footnote in the back of the, or after the main story is finished, um, a little footnote on fairy tales, their history, the most common ones that are encountered in the book by the characters, and also just an update on how fairy tales have really come into their own in Hollywood and in films in recent years. So there's a lot of ways you can link the fairy tales and the archetypal story structure, the hero's journey. You can also do um, a deconstruction of what one of the scenes in the book has a meta-fictional meeting of two little red riding hoods and as we know there's been a lot of retelling of the little red riding hood stories um and it's always been a passion of mine and i've always loved and i've been always enjoyed seeing all the different interpretations of it but this book has, still has a lot of references to a little princess the secret garden um, and from Green Gables so it's not just like for me it's not just a book that you read and you know like I got I found this book based on the first book but I also went and reread uh, Alice in Wonderland which was which is still one of my favorite or well, is probably still my like my favorite um, children's literature um, I've never been a big fan of Little Princess and Secret Garden because I could never relate to them but I think that there is a lot of um, readers out there who might be able to relate to the themes and the emotions that are presented in those books. I think especially for this one though it's very easy to um, relate to the frustration that you know uh, children of that age have not just with their parents but also with schoolwork and also when things don't go their way so I think there's something to be said about a theme and an ideology um, in books that we don't often pay enough attention to um, it's 
I was a little bit disappointed with the ending for this one, but I think I'm reading it from an adult perspective. I, I really enjoyed the first one because it had a resolution, whereas this felt like it dragged on for a bit and then there was a resolution coming but then it was just a cliffhanger to the next sequel which is you know i'm i'm going to buy the next book because i want to know what happens so i, I suppose that's effective but as a teacher there are so many resources that you can um there's so many ways that you can teach this you can teach them about literature you can teach them about intertextuality you can teach them about the emotions and the way that the author invokes and elicits those emotions you can teach them about the concept of punishment and fair and unfairness there's it just the themes and the ideologies in there is just so endless and i hope that you do give this a chance and i hope that um you enjoy um this book um and i can't wait to see what the next one has in store for me